listen, there's some kind of like festive lesbians, like seasonal thing out there. We've got to watch it. And she's like, I know. <laughs> you had me at festive that. lesbians. <laughs> Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by Mario's Lawn Care. Mario's experience and friendly, committed staff is what has kept them in business for 25 years. Call Mario Polity for any service on your lawn and property. 508-962-2243. If the stress of the holidays makes you not want to cook tonight, don't sweat it. Royal Pizza has you covered. And they're not only about pizza. Okay, I know it's in the title, but there's more. Take a look at their menu. You'll see subs and, you know, dinner platters even. And if you want to be healthy, you could even get, like, some salad. Anyway, their phone number. Keep it handy. 508-359-2424. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. You think the evil empire has a stronghold on the online books, games, and toy market? Do you really think so? Mm-hmm. No, no. Not even close. The evil empire doesn't even have a mascot. Park Street Books com. has a mascot. His name is Booker T. Frog, and he even helps children find the right book for them. So if you want a book, a game, or a toy, shop online at parkstreetbooks.com. Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. What, you were expecting something intelligent and informative? Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are timed wrong makes my morning drive too long. Suburban moms love drinking wine. Let's go check the grievance line. Small town scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote the post that drove you mad. I am Mike, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Kathy's always killing time, talking about some unsolved crime. We made this podcast just for you. Here's Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris. Hello, everybody. This is Rick Fink Jr., the host of Small Town Scuttlebutt, hanging out in my basement, and things are all flipped around. I am not sitting in the seat you I usually not. sit in. You are not. And you're not sitting to my left, um, as you typically do. Right. And Mike's I'm, not even here. I'm at the right. I'm at the right. Mike's not here, but it doesn't matter. You know why? Because Mary Long is here. Mary Long's here. Mary and Long that's here. I mean, that's a good. That's a good substitution. Absolutely. We have a good bench. We got a deep bench of talent. That's what I should say. I shouldn't say it's good that Mike's not here because right. I, th- I think you could take that clip and take it out of context. I was and going it's on to TMZ, and then mm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. Well, right. don't cross me, Kathy, and it won't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. So, if you're kind of confused, think of this like a room with a rectangular table in it, and I sit on one of the lengthy sides of it, but now I'm on the other side of it. It's crazy. I love how you always want to describe this room. Yes, you have to give people the imagery. You know, like a football game starts, okay, the Patriots going left to right, taking it from the 40. I can see that. I want people to see a rectangular table with three people at it. I want them to know that I'm not on the same side that I usually am. I'm on the other side. Anyway, then you're over here. You're still in your same seat. Mary's sitting in the guest seat for now. So now people who are listening to this can now visualize. Here's what you need to visualize. Wait, I didn't, wait. Think about a 23-year-old who has a good credit limit Mm -hmm. and a little bit of time and he built a studio. And just imagine that. So it's got nice sound. We've got mics. We've got the tech and all. That's really what this is. Yeah. Yeah, That's really what this is. And a lovely wood table. 
that I furnished myself. And Mike even appreciates the effervescence of tongue oil. You bring everything in a weird way. You bring it to a weird place. Why don't we just keep going? Oh, okay. Well, some people were listening and go, tongue oil. I know what he's talking about. There are some people that do that. Right, and I'm thinking for the other people. Yeah, but we're already losing people. Our our guest house is already on our phone. We are. Doing millennial type stuff she on our phone. I was checking in with my dad. Kathy's hitting the wine already, so we better get going because right. at this pace, we probably got a good 30 minutes left of Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so generous. <laughs> Let's talk about today's uh, guest and our show. We are going to talk about holiday traditions. There's so many of them, and we started getting into it, uh, or the last time with movies, and then Mary, you and I got into an argument about- The Grinch. The Grinch. and The best- yeah, it's a terrible movie, and it's getting mm-hmm. even worse. Uh, we'll get into that wow. and some other holiday traditions in which we can all right, share we're what we up like. The holidays, I think this is good. Also, what's going on with this community COVID authority? The self-appointed group of people harassing others on the internet for not thinking like them. You've got an agenda. And you do biased research and you look up articles that align with your beliefs. And then you assault us endlessly with Facebook posts. I can't get you off of my phone. I'm eating dinner. Ping! It's you again telling me that there's a... I think that's like every town. Every town has this kind of Every small town. And now that's a new thing. You know where we say we don't talk about politics or uh, religion. Now we don't talk about COVID. Yeah. It's just one of these (laughs) things. People are not going to see it the same way. Yeah, right. Right. And for some reason, we can't just sit back and let the people in the health care segment. It's hard. It's hard because everyone's had very different experiences. Like for for me, the experience has been like, oh, now everybody's home. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had I was an empty nester. Now I'm not. And I'm safe and I'm healthy and all that. I've had friends who have lost people, Mm, like lost people. I'm actually just happy that Mary's on today. Yeah, Mary. Let's get back to you. Because I will say the the episodes that we've had with you, I feel like we have not given you enough airtime. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten like too much. We all feel that way. Isn't it weird when you listen to the episodes? Like, I talk too much. No. Exactly. Actually, sometimes I don't listen to them because I hate hearing them. What? What? (laughs) This is is No, no, no. Like, I I listen to them, but like, I'll skip over my voice because like, I, I, I can't stand it. Oh, and even the episodes you're in, I always think, I wish we could hear more from Mary, but we talk- over everybody. Yeah. Well, you're the younger kid. Don't don't feel. She's not the younger kid. She's a young woman. Yeah, but she's still younger. And you are a kid. You're, are you 18? I, I'm 16. Okay, then she's a kid. I don't call her a kid. Well, she is. You're a big kid. She's a young Large. person. But anyway, warm up, hang out, jump in, interrupt us. Especially Kathy, because she goes on tangents and rants and, you know. Uh, usually it's the wine talking. That's when I might give you a cue or something. Right. Exactly. See, she exactly. doesn't even have a comeback. No, I was, like, no, I was actually thinking, I'm like, oh, what I should have said is, Mary, you know, when I've listened to these episodes, I feel like we were a little short on mm-hmm. Mary Long. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I see what you did there. A little play on words. Yep. Nice. We're, we're going to talk to Scuttlebutt News anchor, Megan Kelleher. She's going to expand a little bit on this ongoing right. COVID conversation across small towns in America. We're going to investigate a little bit about what's going on here in our little town of Medfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll talk to Mary Long about what's going on uh, amongst the teenagers and kids in high school. And then we'll go to a commercial and we'll come back with our guests today. It's Lindsay Sutton and Liz Daly of Multitasking 
Heels. It's a new podcast. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's coming out in Medfield, Mass. And uh, it's two moms that work and raise a family, make time for everything. They're just very real about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's refreshing. Well, I'm especially glad to have you carry us through this interview. It sounds like to me that you're not prepared for the interview. Well, you know what? The reason why they're coming on is because I'm friends with Liz. Liz is a great friend of my oh, wife. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, All right. yep. And uh, I just want to be supportive to somebody else who's got an endeavor that's similar to ours. And I'm, I think that having a conversation through podcasting, growing something might, I don't know, something might change. Something saying, might All I'm just saying be interesting. Is, all I'm just saying is that what you do is, and you'll listen back when you're doing the recording of this, is that you start out with like, that's probably the wine talking. And then you're like, I'm going to have you lead that. That's up to you. You know what I mean? Like You, yeah. you change it. Am I a wino or am I leading the interview? You decide, okay? I think it's both. Because I like, can go either way. Yeah, well, can you it's be... It's Monday. Can you be the wino leading the charge here? <laughs> no, I don't want to be called a wino. No, you're not a wino. You and I tra- don't want to be called leading the charge. You know what? You you very... Why not? You don't want... You're, no, I'm like you're, kidding. You're a leader. And you're not a wino. You have very nicely I'm portions. not a leader. I'm a follower. You think so? Oh, yeah. I love being a follower. I think that you're a team. I'm like a head in the line. I'm not in the back of the line, but I'm like, you go first. <laughs> let's see how that works out. <laughs> okay, Mary Long, let's talk about holiday traditions. Um, we can weigh in on them and have a little bit of a debate. I know a lot of people are seeing stuff out there and go, oh my God, I hate that song. Or, mm. I love that movie. I love these radio stations that just play nonstop Christmas music from Easter on. I mm. love it. Me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mary, you had some points of view on holiday stuff, like The Grinch. There's a certain way to do it, and watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the way to do it. Okay. I tried to do it with the kids this weekend, and I actually hung in for a while. I was thinking of you and the conversations we had about this show. Everyone loves Jim Carrey. It's just a little too exaggerated and all the motions and the facial expressions are too hyperbolic. And I Well, it's Dr. Seuss. What do you expect? Exactly. I know, I know. He's acting out a Dr. Seuss. How difficult is that? I want to see you do it, Rick. You you be the Grinch. Oh, okay. And he's got to work with animals. Exactly. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Oh, kids too. Kids. Kids, animals. Cindy Lou. You don't like Cindy, though? Cindy's the only one in that movie that I kind of want to punch in the face. Really? You don't want to punch You want to punch Cindy Lou Who in the face. Yeah, luckily she doesn't like, she's not like a huge part of that movie, but. She kind of is. Like, she is, but she's She's not. the protagonist in this film. I like when the Grinch, like, rose her in the present eater, but that's really it. So, Mary, if uh-huh. you met Cindy Lou at Dale Street, when you were at Dale Street, you wouldn't befriend her? I used to like her because I used to think her hair was cool. Now I'm really just like. Mary, Mary. <laughs> The disagreements between you Take and me on this notch, movie. Take it down a notch, Cindy. Take it down exactly. a notch. <laughs> it's too much. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you again, Mary. All right. No. Shocker. Is that okay with you, Kathy? Yeah, I have another question for you, Mary. Have you watched any of the Vanessa Hudgens, like, holiday ones? The Princess Switch, The Princess Switch 2, The Night Before Christmas? I mean, if you are looking for, like, alternative reality meets High School Musical, this is your game. Get off the COVID boards. <clears throat> go watch Vanessa Hudgens. Please do. Okay. Okay, so back to your... After that rant, I forgot what I was disagreeing with you on. Mary. Cindy Lou Who. Oh, Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. You got to like her. The Grinch is a dynamic character. He starts off hating everybody. And then what happens? 
His heart grows three times. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, well, I have one. The musical Grinch is being billed as an instant tradition on television on one of the networks. And I couldn't be more appalled by what I saw on TV. I saw some dude dressed up in green paint and a furry outfit running around the stage making an ass of himself. I get acting and I understand that for the people in the way back, you might want to make that smile a little bit bigger so they can it's see. theater. I yeah. get it. But it's made for TV. What are we doing? I, I hate musicals I really to begin don't, with. I don't like them. And when I was little, I went mm -hmm. to see the Grinch musical. And I remember this so vividly because mm -hmm. I had such an unpleasant time. Yeah. I was crying the whole time, got taken out of the theater, <laughs> bought my mom a green sweater, and then the, it was over. Where was that really? show? I don't remember. The thing is, I was so little, so I don't know how I remember this. Yeah. It was either that or a fever dream. And were you crying? <laughs> what? I don't even know what that is. I love that. You know what that is. No, I just like that saying. Oh, fever dreams. What's fever dreams? Those like weird dreams you have when you're like breaking a fever. <gasps> yeah, you have, I have the oh my I the, the Grinch is always in my fever dream. Mary, I like that fever dream. Fever dream. We should do a okay, now that we should I'm do aware, a whole thing on a segment on fever dreams. Yeah, or or things yeah, dreams. Fever dreams. Love it. Yep. Love it. Next time I have, now I kind of want a fever. Next time I get a fever, I'm going to kind of take want some Tylenol PM. You know, if you have a fever, that's the first symptoms of COVID, which I think is a good segue into. Yeah, that, that is. And that's why I set you up. What's next, Mary? Community COVID authority. Yeah, that's in um, parentheses because you're really not an authority. There are people bombarding the citizenry with the recommended articles, unsolicited opinions, and yes, even weekly poop reports. Poop reports. Just when 2020 couldn't get more bizarre, obnoxious, frustrating, stressful, that now we've got somebody in town who's taken upon themselves to issue a weekly report on the wastewater. And I guess the data from that's taking the place of all this testing that we don't have. Or my problem is um, I could be sitting down at dinner and the phone dings. You know, and I'm waiting for an important text on an important subject matter, and that's the only like reason. Like what? Personal stuff. I don't know if it's like a Lindsay Lohan tweet update. I'm not really sure. I was just asking. <laughs> everybody everybody has different priorities. I know. Well, Lindsay Lohan doesn't text me anymore, but Bob Saget still does on occasion, so that's cool. <laughs> I don't know what I did to upset Lindsay. Why on earth would I ever want to delve into this report what well, you did though didn't you no you didn't yes i did just eventually i did because i'm like i'm gonna talk about this on the show or don't these spouses have leashes like i can speak for myself i am a stay-at-home dad do you want to know mary why i don't issue the poop report on our town facebook pages can you tell me why yeah i'll tell you why because i don't want to be known in town as the poop guy also, my wife has a leash on me. It's a long leash, but she can recoil that thing pretty quickly. You know how they have children's filters on things, on yeah. screens and stuff? Mm -hmm. Rick has one on his. Yeah. <laughs> this house is, you know, some people have to baby-proof. My wife has Rick-proofed this place up <laughs> pretty good. And I've been known to be a little boisterous or outspoken, right? And um, my wife never gets involved. She she's a smart woman where she's like, why don't you just go do a podcast? You know, she'll rein me in. And so, for example, if I did send out the poop report, my wife would reel me in and she'd say, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am sending out the poop report that people need to know. My wife would logically follow up and say, where did you find it? To which I would reply, I found it online. 
Can I ask and then you? she would say, well, then can't everyone else find it online? I doubt that that's how the scenario would go. Here's what I think the scenario would be. You'd come upstairs and you'd be like, I think everyone's mad at me, Leslie. <laughs> and she'd say, why now, Rick? And you'd say, look at this text exchange. Yeah. <laughs> or I've been banned from Twitter again. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I've been banned from some kind of Facebook group in our community. And she'd say, what did you say? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then you'd read it back and you'd say, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. I see where you're coming from. That's how I, that's my opinion on the poop report. Don't, don't spouses kind of check in and, and monitor their spouse's online activity a little bit? Like, no, hey, Rick, no. hey, we share the same last name for the sake of this household. Can that's, you not be the, the poop guy? That's what it's like in my family. Is my that, sister's literally texted my dad, make yeah. sure Mary doesn't say blah, blah, blah on the <laughs> podcast or in the Facebook group. Oh, and I know a really? lot. I know a lot of people who do not like me. Why? A lot of Medfield moms. I don't really know. Really, why. there are some Medfield moms who have said some mean stuff about me. That is not fair. Like very mean stuff. Okay, you are sixteen years and old. Follow it up. Exactly. Follow and this it up, started, like, God bless you. <laughs> like, like they, they would literally just like they like talk behind my back, and it gets back to me. I'm like, I'm a, I'm like a. At the time, I was like 15. It doesn't really happen anymore. But I'm like, I'm a 15 year old girl, mm-hmm. and you're a you're a mom. Yeah, and and you want to like shame me? Yeah, well, I was shamed at church. You were? Yeah, I was, I was called... ushering too, and she oh. decided to shame me. What How? did she do? She she told me my outfit was provocative. It was a it was a like a knee length striped dress, t shirt dress, very appropriate. Sounds like a Gap kind exactly. of thing. My Catholic family would not let me leave the house if I was wearing something provocative. Sure. Well, two if, things with that. As a as as a um, a mom here in Medfield, two things wrong with that. One, they shouldn't say that, and if they do, it should never get back to you. So they're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't mean that's like, right. <laughs> they really shouldn't say that anyway. Like, I always think that, and I wonder if your mom is like this too, where it's like anytime that I'm talking to somebody, um, I always think as though I'd how I'd want somebody to talk to. My girls, my daughters, yeah. and that's how like I reframe things, or how I'm patient at a Starbucks because my daughter worked was a barista, and I know the the nightmare stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah, that's awful. So Mary, why Rick like stepped out? Let's let's like have this talk ourselves because I'm intrigued by the. Well, I'm intrigued and I'm saddened about this whole mean moms of Medfield thing. Tell me more. It's whether it's in. It's whether I hear it through either their kids or different people, or I see it, or I see it on social media. There are just some Medfield moms, and I just think they are so, they say really, like, mean things, and, like, especially terms that would be more, like, offensive to females these days, and, like... Like what? Like, what kind of terms? Like, a slut, or, like, a bit, or, like, a bitch, and it's just, like... Okay, this Like... When I hear that stuff, it's like, first, I'm like, I just don't see myself that way. I don't think people see me that way. It also makes me a lot more, like, insecure in public. It's because I look at any Medfield mom now, and I'm like, I'm like, what if, what do they think of me? Like, because I've seen, like, like like, a handful of moms who just say, like, really, like, mean stuff about 16-year-olds. Well, when did this start? It It literally started when I was a freshman. That was when I was 14. Are you kidding? And, like, that's just, like, that's crazy to me. Like, you can't. Is, was there, like, was, could you pinpoint, like, a moment or an incident that you were, like, what's happening here that you kind of sensed it starting, or? A lot of it was either, like, looks I got from moms, and that's when it kind of started, and then I literally got the confirmation from someone's kid that their mom had, like, commented on a dress I wore to church. 
which as you can imagine, if I'm wearing it to church, it's going to be appropriate because I'm seeing my friends and my family and my parents would not let me leave the house if it was inappropriate. Right, right. How does your mom feel about this? Oh, my mom's just like, ignore them. Like, because again, the the real ones know who I truly am and I'm not who these Medfield moms yeah. make me out to be. And they can get triggered because I'm like involved in the community and, and whatnot, but they... They also like to just put a lot of dirt on people's names when there's not really true. Because again, it's Medfield. You're, all you want to do is gossip and and you know, yeah, you you do come across as somebody who's really confident, really self assured. But people don't realize that like you go home and you go into your room and you know, like you have your your time too. You know, like this doesn't. I, you try not to have it define you, but it does affect you. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't permanently affect you because I think. Mary Long's the world are going to, that's what's going to change things, right? It's like, I'm. it almost sucks because I like, I would like to consider myself more mature than a handful of teenage girls my age. And I'd like to think myself like a little more put together, but these Medfield moms kind of make, kind of look at like someone being mature and like confident as being immature and childish or like, or just like, just really like. Like second guessing. Yeah. Don't second guess. Don't, that's why I'm really glad that you're on this podcast, too, because I think that there are girls who are exactly like you or are trying to be that as well and experiencing this as well. Um, maybe not to the level that you are because you're getting this feedback. Um, I wonder, like, are there things that we can be doing about that? It's just I don't even get it because... If I was a mom, like, I can't even put myself in their shoes, like, saying stuff about that, like, about a 16-year-old girl, or, like, at the time, like, literally a 14-year-old. Right, I don't right. want. I don't want to take time out of my precious life to bring down, a, like, a kid who's, like, 40 years younger than me. And these are, these are parents who have 14-year-olds these as are, well? These are parents of, like, people who have kids in my grade or just people who, like, know me. So, that know you. Mm-hmm. So, that they should be relating because they are in that same that same situation it's really that's au- crazy it's really awkward when i see them in person because like they, they like they'll put on like a mask and just be fake to me and i'm and all in my head is just like you're a, like that girl's a slut like what just, like, that's horrible. like are they overly nice you're like hi I, 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 they're overly nice and i try and be as polite as possible without wanting to break down in front of them because they call things right i've missed out but anything Want to catch me up to speed? Um, or did I just... We're just having a bonding moment. Should and I leave? Should in. I go away? I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, and increasing the downloads of this podcast because it's about women empowerment. <laughs> Pretty much. I I'm so I'm so about women empowerment. Well, you have a, you have a young you have a young daughter as well. So oh the, yeah. No, I think about um, raising a daughter in these these times. I used to laugh when I was younger. The, the, the t- this is before I had kids, was before I was married. You'd be at a t-shirt shop or something, and, and you've seen the shirt. It says something that a dad would wear. D-A-D-D, it's an acronym. It's like, it says Dads Against Daughters Dating. And I just thought that was funny. Like, oh, that's protective dad. Don't mess. And now I'm a parent. I'm thinking I would never wear that shirt because basically what that's telling my daughter is you can't make it in the real world without daddy here. or a replacement, you know, some man to... 
Oh, interesting. You know, and then also these rules for dating my daughter. And then it's like all these reasons, like you will have her own by 10. You will, you know, just ridiculous stuff. And I think, you know what? I'm going to be the kind of dad that's going to raise my daughter to just to be vigilant, just to Mm -hmm. understand the world she's in and realize the situation that she might be finding herself in or or trending toward. Or maybe I don't go down that path. I remember, you know. Want her to be confident, want her to be able to stand up for herself. Kind of like Mary. Yeah, Mary's right. coming on this I have podcast a- talking about, by the way, these women, if they're moms, they're in their 50s, right? Late 40s and 50s. Ladies, you're past your it's prime. Me. It's time to chill out, okay? You're not going to be prom queen. This is not like... Get out of the high school drama. I think drama. there's another way we can say, My though, because some of these ladies are our listeners, and thank you for your support. And this, this no, is like we a, don't need these ladies. If you're the, this the kind is a good of conversation, I'm not saying that, yeah. the, like, some of these ladies are not Mary Long haters. <laughs> some of these, ladies no, they, are like, they, they are nice. I'm right, about they're the listening to that, right? So yeah. it's like it would be interesting, like, if they have advice or something, call into our grievance line, like, let us help us with. All right, Mary. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll see you back here real soon. Mary Long's going to come back next time, TBD, to give parents a little life coaching. Love it. See you later, Scuttlebutt. Yo, Bob Saget here. Megan Kelleher does the news. Normally, we don't always trust someone named Megan in the news. Whatever. I trust you, Megan Kelleher. It's time for another edition of Scuttlebutt News with Megan Keller. Hey, Megan, what do you think of that introduction? You get a Bob Saget mention, and then Chad, the voiceover guy, mispronounces your last name. (laughs) It's a tough name. Tough spelling, too. Megan and Kelleher. So the hot topic in small towns across America is what's coming this winter regarding COVID-19. And like everything else, it's fostering a lot of condescension, name-calling, and a lot of model behaviors among adults on Facebook groups everywhere. I think... It's a little ridiculous about the people who want to shut everything down again. Mm-hmm. I think some people in this in the COVID-19 groups, actually, I've never joined one of these. And I think I'm going to after today's episode because <laughs> this is pretty um, boggling to me. The way I look at it is if only our town of Medfield could assemble some experts to weigh in on this topic and be more accessible to the public. Well, you know what, Megan? We talked to Holly Rand, who is a member of the Medfield Board of Health. And how do we know they're as qualified as the people posting every 30 minutes on Facebook? Don't they know more than these alleged experts? Give me some credentials, Holly. The chairperson of our board who um, has his PhD from Harvard and his master's in public health from Yale. And he helps advise World Health Organizations on public health decisions. He's at the Harvard School of Public Health. Wow. Okay. Wow. He sounds like um, an expert. Uh, you know, I guess Harvard's okay. You know, Harvard we'll and go Yale. With Harvard, right? Right. Now, the fact that this guy went to my backup school. It exactly. says that he's really, really on top of things. <laughs> exactly. I agree. But he actually sounds smart. Yeah, they do sound smart. They sound like the people that I want to hear talking about COVID. Not the Medfield moms. Not the not these Medfield moms. Did you hear how leveled Holly sounded? I know. She's not screaming, the sky is falling. So, Megan, how can I reach out to them or become more involved? Well, Holly says that they're accessible with frequent meetings. We have um, a Medfield Board of Health meetings probably every one to two weeks. On occasion, we'll have an emergency meeting. Um, and they're typically posted 48 hours beforehand, so you can see what the agenda is. 
All right, wrap it up, Megan. I'm Megan, and that's the scuttlebutt. Okay, so that was Mary Long sitting in for Mike Page, who's on assignment. Yep, she killed it. She did. We are going to go now to a break. We're going to do our ads, and then when we come back, we'll talk with Lindsay Sutton and Liz Daly of Multitasking in Heels. It's a new podcast based out of here in Medfield, Massachusetts. I thought it'd be fun to have them on. Yeah, so. I'm excited. Mario Apolity is an esteemed business owner, landscaper, Medfield townie, grateful dead expert, and beholder of great wisdom. Yet... Even after working with him for several years, I still question him sometimes. Like, why does he always get so excited about early snow? He says it's filled with nitrogen. Now, I've never heard of this, so naturally Mario is a little confused, right? Wrong. I looked it up on the Google, and now I'm woke. Listen to this from AG Webb Farm Journal. As precipitation falls through the atmosphere, it collects atmospheric nitrogen, which is NH2 form. When snow collects on thawed soil, it slowly melts, allowing a slow release of that NH2 into the soil profile. Wow, okay, so moral of the story, never question Mario, but consider using his expertise in 2021. Mario's Lawn Care. Love it. And now ParkStreetBooks.com. Um, well, first I have to say, we are in the heat now of getting our holiday shopping done, and I can't think of a better place to go than parkstreetbooks.com and you're thinking oh my kid's not a reader doesn't read a lot doesn't matter are they a puzzler do they like pottery do you just want to entertain them with some kind of crafting thing they got all of that parkstreetbooks.com the <laughs> advertising portion of the show done is, but you can hit that button on your phone that has the circle that arrows back 30 seconds you could listen to them all over again if you liked it so much <laughs> otherwise don't touch the phone and keep going keep right here. Keep going, keep going. So Lindsay Sutton and Liz Daly are two moms that work, and they are focused on this work-life balance and all and of the- I'm going to stop and correct you right there. Okay, <laughs> what? Sorry, there is no such thing as work-life balance, Rick. Have you mentioned that on your podcast? <laughs> yes, it sounds it's like- a, yes. So we believe firmly that work-life balance is a concept dreamt up by people who just want to sell more self-help books. And it's a concept designed to just make you constantly feel like a failure and you're constantly trying to chase this balance and it's never going to happen, people. So give it up now. And if someone tells you that it exists, punch them in the throat, cut them out of your life. <laughs> oh, I like that's that. a toxic person. <laughs> Interesting, because it seems like such a logical concept. Like, hey, man, you, you worked eight hours today. Give yourself an hour at the gym and then you'll get home. 30 minute commute. Give yourself some family time. You need to decompress. That is Watch like a man's TV. schedule. That is totally. a man's schedule. You had just. OK, it's on. I love schedule. this. Happy. Thank you. Oh you know how I like to start the show with the scene setter? I am surrounded by women in my basement and that's not a good thing yes right yes okay and Lindsay, we don't know each other no we don't and th let me just preface this yeah rick. when liz asked me um rick wants us to do the podcast and it'd be great and we're gonna go to his basement <laughs> and i said two two things let's back up here yeah rick the guy that always um en en enrages people on um CCM. Concerned citizens of Medfield. Concerned of Medfield. Yes. Yep. And I said, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to his basement. Yeah. I think I should be scared. No. You, did you call your husband first or let someone know where you <laughs> I, were? I'm sure. All right. Well, then everything's going to be fine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Exactly. So I still made it. Yeah. So, thank you for showing up. So, yes. Thank you for having us. Yeah. To go to what Liz was saying and why we did this. Mm -hmm. There is no work-life balance anymore. This and is a pretty original mm -hmm. concept, right? I haven't heard people... Maybe to a man, but I yeah, mean... Yeah, bring as it. You, <laughs> as you said earlier, you spent, you've spent an hour at the gym, and so 
Mm-hmm. You're probably at the, the time you're listening to music or you're watching something on the TV or whatever. For women an hour at the gym, we're going through our mental checklist of everything else we have to do okay. and everything else we didn't do correct that day and what we have to do tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The laundry hasn't been folded. When we get home, uh, I have to make sure my kids do their homework. I think I still have work emails to answer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the constant checklist that yeah. goes on. So there is no kind of leaving things behind and being able to compartmentalize for women. Now, why I you, thought- Why are you looking at me? I don't be, have a because, job. because this is why I'm looking at you because I am learning something about myself as we do this. First of all, high five to me. How many dudes would be like, all right, ladies, let's talk and bring it on. Do not give yourself a high five when you had no idea what you're getting yourself I just, into. I just high five myself. Honestly. Well, I, I don't want to control the conversation, but I am immediately intrigued by this interview's potential. Like you're all, don't mansplain it. And there's no work-life balance. That's what a man just would do. Just and I'm not, like, I'm not arguing with any Rick of that. Rick is always going to pat himself on the back for something that he had no idea he was doing. But he's going to stop and be like, look at what a great job I did. Yeah. Oh I put God. myself in a really vulnerable position. Well, I looked at you, Kathy, because I felt like, sort of like your invitation to cut me off because I tend to run this long. This is the way he looks and be like, why don't you just interject yourself? <laughs> yeah. Say something. Rick and I don't have jobs. Do you think that that running through your head, always wondering what's going on, is that a is that a good thing or is no, it no. a flaw? No. no it's, okay. It's, I'm glad you said it because <laughs> my wife has it too. And I think women's minds are wired in a way in the modern times, the dynamic of the world we live in and the, the family structure that I'm the matriarch of this family. Because we have to, because if not, the kids would not be alive. Yes. Yeah. Because they'd you be naked, they'd be dead. Right. <laughs> you can compartmentalize things. Compartmentalize. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Things that we can, we just have to think of everything, mm-hmm. everything. And, and why? No, I think you take that upon yourself, Lindsay. What, why is that? Why do you guys do that? Because, is it because you don't have any faith you want in your husbands? To breathe, right? <laughs> what, am I, I, I? Sorry, I don't want to jump. Oh my god! Out. I hope all your husbands listen to this show. We do have faith in our husbands, mm-hmm. but they but. would not do it. Or they, they would, yeah, they wouldn't do it the way we want it and ha, within ha, the ha, time ha. frame we want it. And that's, and I, and I think I even said it on our last episode of the podcast that you recorded this past weekend, that I prefer to complain about the fact that my husband doesn't do some of these things rather than delegate to him because then I'm stuck with obsessing about why he hasn't done it yet. How come he didn't do it the way I did it? I would rather just sit there and complain then have the other have the anxiety that he's not going to do it my way. Also, it's if he terrible. Does, <laughs> yeah, if he but... does do it, then you have to like uh, organize the parade. Yep. And the medal of honor. Exactly. And the whole thing around look what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So my husband's really good about patting himself on the back and saying like I did something. However, like let's say he's going to go grocery shopping or he's going to do some laundry. That doesn't turn out well for myself or my son because we're going to get off-brand crap <laughs> that tastes horrible <laughs> because he's like, "Oh, this is such a great deal. Let's eat this." No, what are, what are, what am I going to fix with this? Mm-hmm. What what am I going to make with this? And then the laundry, I'm going to get all my stuff shrunk and it's going to be pink. Mm-hmm. So, like he will help. Mm-hmm. But like to Liz's point, do I really want to have him help mm-hmm. or are we going to have to micromanage the shit out of it? Yeah, I, I bet he loves that. I have a follow-up. Do you think that this is just a brilliant plan? <laughs> I like that. So right? the dishwasher, I know, is a brilliant plan and cooking are, is a brilliant plan with him. I said, when we met, you used to stack the dishwasher perfectly well. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you forget <laughs> how to stack a dishwasher? Yeah. 
And he just looked at me and like smiled. He's good. And then cooking, same way. I mm-hmm. said, when we were, when you were courting me, sure, you used to like fix me all these great meals. Right. And you used to own a pub where you would have to get into the kitchen and actually cook. Yeah. What, what happened? Right. Really? Oh yeah. So I agree really? with you. I think it starts young when you bring home that baby and they sleep through it. Like, I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I yep. didn't hear anything. I would be on baby duty till midnight. And then Leslie would come in midnight till morning because I was also teaching. So I was up at four. If I heard Rosie starting up at 1154, I let that ride for six minutes. And then I say, <laughs> boop, you're up. No, that's the I've done that, and I think everyone, and that's not a guy oh thing. God. You would have done, you yeah. did do it, you did do it. We all do it. Yeah, that's Another, not a guy thing. That's a parent thing. Right. Another thing, um, as a stay-at-home dad, I'm on your side with grocery shopping. When I go do the grocery shopping, it's got to be the same. Th- There's brand loyalty. Yep. And I'm not gonna get the Food Club product mm-hmm. if we've always been getting the Dole product, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Dole pineapples or Food Club pineapples. Well. There's a 30 cent difference. Like, right. I know it all adds up, but hey, you, you work right. with your budget and you make choices, right? But we're in a different spot now because this guy lo- everybody's home, right? Yep. So yeah. we're doing more things together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this idea of husbands proclaiming, like, look what I did. I am totally guilty of that. And, <laughs> and now I totally see why you and my wife are such good friends. Yeah. because, <laughs> And it makes me think me and Dan should hang out more. Totally. And like trade some notes. Like, how do you pretend to not know how to, you know? Okay, so let's talk more about the podcast. Why are you doing it? You know, I just thought about like our our group of friends, for example. And Mm -hmm. on paper, it looks like we've got it all figured out, right? We're well-educated. We've got good careers. We've got great husbands, healthy kids. We live in a really nice town. Pull back one little thin veneer of that perceived perfection. And we are all dealing with things like sick parents, emotionally dysregulated children, anxiety, unhappy in jobs, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And these are things that everybody deals with. Yeah. So we wanted to bring that honesty to the table. You know, I said in one of our episodes recently that, you know, life is amazing. Life is tragic. Life is frustrating. Life is hilarious. A lot of times life is just really, really, really boring. And it's okay to talk about all of those things. And if we can, you know, raise topics, like we've talked about IVF, we've talked about Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of laughs in every episode, but we are not afraid to say things that, you know, other people are feeling and maybe are afraid to say. On your podcast, you guys talk about all kinds of things. You recently had a a conversation um, about puberty, and Mm -hmm. you were pretty candid about the conversation. And um, some would say, wow, that's brave. Others would be like, what are you doing to your kid? So I told my kid about- You did? Yeah. I actually said to Will, Mrs. Sutton and I are going to talk about how we told you and Brayden about sex on the Mm -hmm. podcast tomorrow. And I said- I'm sorry, Brayden is yes. your yes. son. <laughs> yes. How old is he? He's 13. 13. Yeah. And your son 12 is and a half. Yeah. 12 so and they're both so in same seventh, age. They're both in seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I said, is there anything that you want to say about that that you would like me to include in the podcast? And he said, no. And I said, well, how did you feel about the talk? He's like, I don't even remember it. I already knew everything anyway. It doesn't matter. And my son doesn't sweat a lot of stuff. If he mm-hmm. did, I would not have shared that story. Yeah. Um, but I did tell him I was going to talk about it, and I did ask him if there was anything that he wanted to contribute to the conversation, but he chose not to. 
Okay. <laughs> my son's the one that said I was inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and said that he would not read the books and that I left the books in his room. Mm-hmm. And what? Who left these inappropriate books in my room? And my husband thought I was just as inappropriate. And both of them were like freaking out. Well, what were I, these books that you left? They are... Kama Sutra, positions. <laughs> I remember my husband had come down one night and my daughters were young. They were like eight, maybe like maybe eight or nine. So like nine and six or something like that. And he's like, listen... <laughs> One of them asked about sex, so I gave the I um gave him the talk, and it got a little graphic. You might want to go up. Oh, that's hilarious! You might want to go and follow up. And yeah. so I went upstairs, and my oldest at the time was they're in the corner crying. <laughs> she was lying in bed. She didn't blink for like eleven minutes. Oh, this is awesome! And she was like, uh-huh. "Why do you let him do that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said. Uh, Low self-esteem <laughs> and peer pressure. No, oh, uh, uh, and then the other one was the one who asked about it. She was like, "I'm the one who's curious about it." But I will say, um, what I find interesting about this uh, subject is that my daughter, my oldest daughter, is gay, and there was nothing, nothing out yep. there. No, mm-hmm. interesting. Nothing yeah. in schools. Nothing wow. like none of that. Yeah. I like the show because it's real and don't really hold back with... We don't. Now, how does that work with your husbands? Do you want to start? (laughs) Yeah, I'll start. So my husband gets embarrassed a little bit more easily than Dan does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he came back from... um, The guys hang out on Saturdays. um, They take turns having fire pits, COVID COVID six feet apart. Mm -hmm. And so my husband came back from one of their fire pits and goes, Wow. I guess I'm supposed to listen to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So Liz and I found it amazing and odd that 20% of our listenership were dudes. Really? You look at the analytics and Mm -hmm. said 20% were male. And a couple of Dan's friends Mm -hmm. um, started talking about it and said that they really liked it. And so then it became this big conversation at the fire pit and my (laughs) husband was missing out. (laughs) So then he wanted to know what we were talking about. And so I was like, I don't really know if I want you to listen. (laughs) Um, But I think he would... um, I think he would be proud of it. He knows that we do talk about some serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows the topics that we've covered. Yeah. Um, I think that the um, let's talk about sex one. He would probably be embarrassed about, but other than that, I think he'd be fine. That's fine. yeah. My my husband has a much thicker skin, I think, than Brian. He doesn't really sweat anything. And our relationship is really based on sarcasm. And we one day years ago got into a huge fight about who was funnier and who was a better storyteller. And I was like, you take a poll of all of our friends and they're going to see me. Yeah. So where's the podcast going now? What's your vision? We need more followers on social media. <laughs> so we're, we're trying well, to- Lindsay's use, not yes. going on social media. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're committed to continuing to bring honest topics and nothing is really off limits and bringing more guests on. Um, but we're trying to use social media to drive people to the podcast this is not what we do for a living. So we are just kind of flying by the seat of our pants here mm-hmm. and just hoping that, you know, we have that unicorn moment where someone really big finds us and we can, you know, take it to bigger and better places. I think what, we, what would you say, Lens? 
I would agree with that. And, you know, someday maybe we can be like you guys and be doing podcasting. In a um, basement? Is that the dream? Yes. Really? <laughs> Where <laughs> your dream? <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm drinking Chardonnay out of a thermos on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a fever I'm nightmare. I'm nobody's idol. <laughs> I I'm, don't want to make a generalization, but typically it's hard to get men into therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Especially marriage therapy. But if all they had to do is to plug into this for 45 minutes, mm -hmm. right? And get in, just get the other side of all it. All they have mm -hmm. to do. <laughs> all they have for to do. For crying out loud, hey, I got nothing to do for 45 minutes. I'll... Hey, you could do it while you're on the treadmill. Right. Are you what are you talking Compartmentalize. about? Compartmentalize. Right. Right. Well, you're down here in your basement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe not every husband is, that listens to this show is going to cross over and listen to yours. The, mm -hmm. the goal is to help you guys out. Like, I want to be podcast pals. Can mm -hmm. we do that? Yes. Because yes. you know what? I don't think that women are the only ones that can multitask and heal. <laughs> Oh my god! I was god. wondering what you were doing down there. Hold oh, on, I was just putting on my size twelve. First of all, pumps. is that a pedicure? Oh. <laughs> yes, I go to Natural Nails on Park Street, oh my and I get the god. spa pedicure. Amazing. Yeah, for the photo, could we get the two of you together with my feet? In the... Sure. Do this you want is... our shoes or us? Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what we'll do? Can we, we get a picture? Yes. For our socials. How about before you leave, mm -hmm. we'll do a nice okay. three of us with our. Yeah, yes. you yes. guys do that because I have sneakers on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies, you're gonna. By now, you've learned that I'm a good host. Yes, yes and I'm sending you each home with a souvenir. <laughs> one shoe each. Yeah, who wants the left one? All right, we'll put them in the podcast. <laughs> like Rick's award. Okay. No, but what I wanted to get back to is, you know, we're you're promoting your show. You're on a promotional tour right now. You are hitting the Medfield podcast circuit right now. Right. Is there another one? We no, be no, no, this. no, it begins and ends here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your tour. Um, let's say, you know, I think people are intrigued. Guys should probably listen to this because you've shown us that you're real. You'll talk about boners. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're not afraid of boners. Nope. Right? Um, Kathy, are you afraid of boners? <laughs> okay, getting off topic. What are maybe one, two, or three tips, takeaways? Like, we have a lot On of guys. Boners? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, maybe you could give us some of those tips that men should be mindful of in the psyche of their wives, right? Do not try to solve our problem. Okay. Can you give an example <laughs> yeah. of a problem that you do not want help with? Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's not like I'm saying like don't help me open the pickle jar, but it's right. like if I come to you and say oh, I had, you know, stressful day at work or a bad meeting or whatever. I'm not looking for you to tell me why I shouldn't feel that way or how I could handle things better. I just want you to sit there and listen. listen. That's all I just really need you to do is mm -hmm. just give me a chance to vent and I can take care of the rest. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Don't say we look tired when we probably do look tired. That's not a good, that's not a nice compliment. It's not anything we want to hear. Just don't. No, that's fair. That's fair. No one wants to be told you look way past your prime today, honey. <laughs> I would also, also say don't ever tell us to calm down because we're pissed and we're pissed for a reason. And wow. now you just made us more pissed. Wow. So, and, wow. and I've said that to my husband mm -hmm. before um, a number of times because um, that's what he does when I'm like going off the rails or if like the kids are just being bonkers and I'm yelling and just yep. calm down, calm down. And I, I my husband him, says that too. I said, I find it very undermining. I feel like you're, you're, 
talking to me like I'm one of the kids and I'm not. I'm mad for a reason. Instead of telling me to calm down, why don't you come in and say, is there something I can help you with? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he has yet to do that. I was going to say, like, <laughs> my advice is never show them your Achilles heel. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I always just, the way I shut it down is like, are you gaslighting me? I feel like ah, you're gaslighting I me. Are that. you gaslighting me? Because <laughs> I watch a lot of Dateline. Well, Lindsay and Liz gave three tips for the husbands out there. Or guys that are thinking about getting married soon, put this in your back pocket. Three things to do or not do, right? One, don't tell them they look tired, right? They don't need that. Maybe say something nice like, you look really nice when you're exhausted. Is that what you are? <laughs> no, I screwed that up. <laughs> I got to listen to the podcast more, apparently. Another one is don't tell us to calm down. Mm-hmm. Instead, how can I help out? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was. Oh, and what was the first one? See, this is. Don't try to solve our problems. Yeah, don't try Just to solve listen. the problems. Just listen. All right. Well, we all have things to do and places to be and kids to put to bed. And, and you know, is Dan I, I, doing that? Yeah. He's probably not doing it right. I'm going to have to come home. Why is the dishes still in the sink? Will, did you brush your teeth? Totally. Avery, where's your retainer? <laughs> well, one good thing about this is kind of like talking with you guys, I feel better about my marriage because it's normal. I always knew it was, but it's nice to know that other husbands suck too. Like, we know? all suck. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Everybody sucks. Everybody sucks. Yes. But we're great guys, right? Yeah. Are we great? Yes. Now I'm curious as to what you talk about with my wife when you and the girlfriends go out Don't to dinner. Don't want to know that. It's not stuff we can air on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you so, found my line. So my other questions are, what are these topics that are off limits on your podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you guys want to wrap things up and just sure, say yeah, goodbye? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having us. It's yes, been a thank blast. you. I had fun. I was so great to meet. So, where can we find your podcast? So, it's Multitasking in Heels. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Please, please, please follow us on <laughs> Instagram and social media. We are always looking for. Um, new topics. So, as evidenced by this discussion, nothing is off limits for us. Yeah. So Pretty much, right? We would love to hear from you and really appreciate this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, good luck with this. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks a lot. Good luck to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much. All right. So, for us at Small Town Scuttlebutt, we'll see you next week. That wraps up another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about us. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday wherever great podcasts are downloaded. Interact with the show and send your comments, videos, and voice memos to grievances at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris are represented by the Bravo Talent Group. Get in touch with the show by sending your email to leannebravo at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Special thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. And again, don't forget to tell your friends about Small Town Scuttlebutt. Thank you.